Welcome to Sermons from St. David's, a ministry of St. David's Episcopal Church in Southfield, Michigan. It's a chance for us to share a good word of challenge, inspiration, and hope as we walk the journey of faith together. You're welcome to join us on Sundays at 8 a.m. and 10 a.m. for live in-person worship. You can also join our 10 a.m. Eucharist via Zoom. Just go to our website for the meeting ID and password at stdavidssf.org. Let us say our century prayer together. Lord, Lord Jesus, Jesus Christ, Son of Son God, of God may, may your will be done through me. Good evening and welcome everyone. Happy to see everyone here this evening. I have a poster I need to put up to set the theme for the sermon. So we have Mary and Joseph traveling and will be traveling with them. I watched the movie The Fall of the Roman Empire when I was in middle school in Nigeria. My father got a copy of it and I watched it over and over and over again, mesmerized by the grandeur and show of power. The horrible conditions of the oppressed and the themes of power, abuse, corruption, and breaking of all Ten Commandments. I saw the decision makers of the Roman Empire as monsters. Even though there were challenges inside and outside the Empire, the abuse of power was what bothered me the most. Watching the decline of, of the Empire brought relief that such power was not sustainable and God would not allow it. Just like God did not allow Judas Caesar and his minions to get a hold of the baby Jesus. Growing up, empire was a theme in my life. Nigeria at the time had just gained independence from the British Empire, and even as a young person, I felt the oppression. It was spiritual, physical, and mental. Almost nothing in our culture was good enough. Only good for display, but not functional. What a horrible way to be told nothing about you is good. So adopt our ways and forget your ways. There were lots of internal conflicts as I grew up. My father did his best to explain what was going on, and it was decades later that I fully understood the reason for the devaluation of our currency, the exploitation of our mineral resources, and the colonization of everything to be suppressed by the colonizer. This is all quite similar to what the Israelites were experiencing when Joseph and a very pregnant Mary fled to Egypt to be counted in the land where they came from for the census. The movie I watched with Anthony Mann and Sophia Loren playing major parts and the emperor, Marcus Aurelius, were early eye-openers to how Mary and Joseph lived and the climate the Jews lived under during the reign of the Roman Empire across North Africa and the Middle East. It helps me look in front and behind the story as I've done so many times through the eyes of a child and now through the lens of an adult from this slowly becoming familiar space by the altar. Some people may say there's a form of empire that still exists where Jesus once lived and use that to explain the problems there today. 
may I respectfully say, the modern-day empire cannot be identified. The empire seems to be everywhere, controlling everything. What does empire mean? According to the Oxford Dictionary, one definition of empire is a large commercial organization owned and controlled by one person or group. The definition re relevant to our gospel today is an extensive group of states or countries under a single supreme authority. Empire today is hidden in our bank institutions, conglomerates, under acronyms like AI, and so on and so forth. He will reign over the empire so no one can stop the blessing, the miracle of Christ's birth. We are all familiar with the text for Christmas and recognize the empire that Joseph and Mary had to deal with when they made their challenging trip to Egypt to be counted in the, in the census. Just like this story is familiar, a lot of us are spending time with people who are familiar with us, family members and friends. We laugh over familiar stories and pause when we mention loved ones who have passed on. All this helps us form community, stay in community and nurture community. Today we are reading familiar psalms, singing familiar songs, and reading familiar texts. They are on this journey, but let's pay attention to the details. There is the reminder that the angels bring. I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. To you is born this day in the city of David, a Savior who is the Messiah of the Lord. This will be a sign for you. What is the sign? The child, the cloth, lying in the manger? What is the sign pointing to? What is the sign that Christmas is here for you? What is the sign, after waiting in this time of expectation, that Jesus is here? While Joseph and Mary were there, the time came for Mary to have her baby. Mary could not control when her baby came. How inconvenient for her. They were looking for a place to stay. And this is the best, a smelly stable with domestic animals. They had to make the best out of the situation. It was too late, the baby was coming. The time was fulfilled, so Mary had to surrender and cooperate with what was naturally happening. Her body was pushing her baby out. Imagine how convenient this birth was and would have been for one of us. There's no OBGYN around, no nurses smiling, hot water and clean blankets to keep everything clean. No one looking concerned. No one there to keep things looking decent and sanitized. Mary's mother is not mentioned, so she probably didn't have her mother or anyone familiar around. A talented urban artist helps us reflect on Mary and Joseph reimagined in modern times. Notice the halo over their heads. Imagine they are somewhere on Southfield Road. There's a sign in the back, New Manger. <laughs> Notice Dave's City Motel. City of David, Bethlehem. The signs in the window that say, Wise Men Smokes. Star Beer. Good News. The newspaper on the ground says, Shepherd Watches and Glad Tide. Please take a look at Mary's hoodie. Nazareth High School is on the front. She sits looking worried on a stationary horse 
in a parking lot. She is in a modern-day stable. The sticker on the payphone says Gloria, and the payphone has Zeke 34 verses 15 through 16 written on it. So I looked that up. It says, I will feed my flock, and I will cause them to lie down, saith the Lord God. I will seek that which was lost, and bring again that which was driven away, and will bind up that which was broken, and will strengthen that which was sick. But I will destroy the fat and the strong. I will feed them with judgment. There's a little shoot coming out of a crack in the sidewalk. I assume it is a nod to the passages in Matthew chapter 1 and Luke chapter 3 that mention the root of Jesse. There shall be a root of Jesse, and he shall rise to reign over the Gentiles, and then the Gentiles shall hope. Someone in the comments wrote this. This is interesting because these figures are so revered in Christianity, but most people, including myself, would not look twice at their modern-day equivalents drives home the humble origins Jesus supposedly had. This is what God intended, for us to pay attention to everyone, especially those who had the biggest needs. These two have no idea who they're about to bring into the world. I'm curious to see the follow-up of this scene. Maybe they are in a mechanic's garage with a worn-out couch in it, and cars and trucks named after animals like Mustang, Bronco, Ram, Taurus. We are in the Motor City now. I hope I didn't mix that up too much. If I did, please forgive me. So it's the evening of the 24th and you are here with us, sitting in the pews and hoping the service will go by quickly. If you are African, there's an African grocery store nearby called KNF. It's about 15 minutes away. And you want to pick up some oxtail, several bags of goat meat, a bag of jasmine rice, Maggie cubes, needle powdered milk, frozen spinach, ginger beer, Heinz baked beans, and some freshly baked meat pies. I didn't check to see what time they closed today, but let's keep our fingers crossed that they'll stay open late. Relax. The staff want to celebrate Christmas too. Today, allow God to be in control. Whatever you have to cook for tomorrow, the ingredients you have at home are sufficient, and your meal will be delicious. Believe all your dishes will have that special flavor of Christmas. Imagine at Christmas dinner tomorrow going to our Isaiah chapter 9 text. Look at the beautiful titles of this long-expected child. What does it mean to you today to call this baby the manger? Wonderful, counselor, the mighty God, prince of peace. Imagine in the midst of your celebrations tomorrow, a playlist of reggae, rah-rah, and Afrobeat songs with these titles playing. It would help us stay in that space of prayer, surrender, and celebration as the intrusion of what's happening in the world breaks through because you are watching. You know those news channels you watch. This baby, this is what the grace of God looks like. This is what salvation and redemption look like. It intrudes in ways that we would never expect. Just like God did not allow Julius Caesar and his minions to get a hold of baby Jesus. God is here to protect us 
but whatever we interpret as the empire today. Let go and let God. It's an unwed woman who carries God. It's pagans from the East who recognize God. It's the workers in the field who hear from God. It's a marginalized neighborhood who welcomes God. It's a Jewish baby born in Palestine who welcomes all. Christus is here. Let hope in. Amen. Thanks so much for listening. And may the God of peace who brought again from the dead our Lord Jesus Christ, the great shepherd of the sheep by the blood of the eternal covenant, equip you with everything good that you may do his will, working in you that which is pleasing in his sight. Through Jesus Christ, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen.